Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to We're Drunk and We Know Things. On France. On tour. On tour, yeah. On a deck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this uh, episode come, continues the trend recently of recording in places that aren't a pub in St. Helier, Jersey. We're recording uh, in, well, where are we? Roquebrune sur Argenne. Ah, nice. On Provence. Rob. On Provence. This is a Provençal podcast, which means it's a little bit herby <laughs> and smells of goats. Provencast. No. Provencast. <laughs> this month, it's the letter T, which means Terminator. Twister. Oh, really? Yeah. I've I've made a terrible error. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I drink. And I know things. As you say, this month is Twister, made in 1996. A particular favourite of yours. Um, I love this film. And now a bit of a favourite of mine, actually, after watching it so much in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I actually saw it at the cinema originally when it came out. Which that, I that was impressive. I didn't, which I didn't really remember having done so until I watched it again. And I maybe seen it on TV since then but I was 13 when it came out so um, yeah it's been quite a while but it is uh, it's some good fun some good fun shit so what's it about? Twisters specifically tornadoes specifically tornadoes and the people that hunt them and one woman's obsession to see it she just keeps saying I want to see it <laughs> just so she says all the way I want to see it so we've got you can see it Anyway. Bill Paxton plays Bill. Dusty. Hmm? His character's name is Dusty. Bill Paxton's character name is not Dusty. Are we sure? 100%. He's oh, no. going off to a great start. Yeah, it is a good set because that is Philip Seymour Hoffman's. It is. Philip Seymour Hoffman plays Dusty, and That's we'll come back own. to him in a sec. Uh, Helen Hunt plays Joe. And she plays Barbara. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I'm doing a bit now. I did the first thing on purpose, I didn't cock up. Um, yeah, she plays Joe. Uh, the Twister is actually played by Anthony Hopkins. I thought it was Twisted Sister. No, no, they did the <laughs> soundtrack would, for Anthony Hopkins would, when he was in his dressing room. That would explain why the, the uh, tornado sounds like it does, actually, if it was Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> I could see him actually recording that, yeah. <laughs> so, um, we'll, come back, we'll come back to what the sound of the tornado is, actually. Yeah, no, no, it's good. We've got sound production bits for this one. Uh, so you've got Bill and Joe... And Bill is taking his new fiance to pick up the divorce papers from Joe. She's out in the field chasing yep. tornadoes, and of course, they all get sucked back in. He gets sucked like the the funnel of an F five. He gets sucked back into the life. Uh, yeah, he's a weatherman now, um, or is a weatherman then? And then yeah. So uh, the film actually opens with an enormous F five twister destroying a farm and sucking a man. Out of a storm, there's going to be a lot of that. A lot of sucking. Every time I say sucking a man, and take a beat, and out of a storm cellar, while a small girl holding a dog looking that looks like Toto. Um, wow, this, how have we made this dirty? Uh, she watches on, and, and first of all, she says, I want to see it. And then uh, she's like, no, daddy. And then the woman... Uh, yeah, the so woman daddy's gone. Up. It turns out that that's Joe and Joe's mum, who does not show up anywhere else with <laughs> no explanation at all. It. Then it's just another old woman called uh, Meg. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and that's a good point. Why isn't it just her mum? It's like to add an extra layer of tra tragedy. Don't also, know. then her mum died. Don't know. No idea. She was killed by a hurricane. No. Um, so it's directed by Jeanne de Bont. I think he's actually Dutch, so I don't want to say He is Dutch. Um, he's famous for Direct, Speed. Yeah, Speed and Speed 2, and the second Tomb Raider film. Really? Yes. But God, he's also that was the terrible. Yeah. He's the second unit. He's a cinematographer originally on Cujo, Jewel of the Nile, lots of stuff with John yeah. McTiernan, Die Hard, yeah. uh, Hunt for the October, stuff like that. So he's got good, solid he's action got, props. He's got bona fides. He has. His, yes. His bona fides um, He was actually bony. working on Godzilla. And then he was like, I want 50 million... The, the Broderick Godzilla. Yeah. And he was uh, kind of, uh, what's the word, developing that. And he wanted too much money, and him and the studio fell out. And so then Universal and Paramount, who did a joint production of this, said, how about we give you $90 million, uh, and you can make a movie about tornadoes? And he was like, okay. That's my impression of gender bomb. Okay. 
so he did it. Yes. From all, all, um, all. I will make this movie for you. <laughs> for Pong and a Blitch. Um, from all the stories I've seen, he is a bit of a dick. I couldn't say. I've never met the man. Yeah, well, uh, in this, for example, the original uh, cinematographer is Don Burgess, who does a lot of stuff for Robert Zemeckis. He did, like, Forrest Gump. He's mm-hmm. a DP on that. Um, and so he'd get there. There wouldn't really be a shot list. He'd just decide on the day what he wanted them to do. So they'd set all the cameras. It was multi-camera, so they shot one and a half million feet of film when what? they normally shoot 300,000 feet of film. That's like Terence Malick levels of indulgence. So they had, like, four cameras all pointed one way with a load of equipment behind them because they had to like make the sky look darker by lighting them. They had to use a Boeing 707 jet engine in some cases. And then he'd be like, right, cool, I want to shoot the other way. Let's go. And then they'd have to move everything around the other way. And he basically used to kick off. And then he shoved a camera operator over into the mud. And the entire camera crew and the DOP just walked off set and never came back. So they shut down production for a week. Jake Green and his camera crew came in. He, Jake Green did Unforgiven. Mm-hmm. So he's a bit good. But then what happened to him was, you know, in the, well, before we get to the plot summary, I don't know why I've already started on this, I'm sorry. That's right, go on. off on a tangent. Uh, you know when Aunt Meg's house falls down? Yeah. That's like a pneumatic house, right? It's yes. They didn't actually put the house down. So um, he was inside, like, setting up his shots, and it accidentally went off and just squished him and broke his back. So he had to go to the hospital. So Jean de Pont just ended up being his own cinematographer. <laughs> okay. I told you he had an interesting production. <laughs> Anyway, anyway. Like, so, so um, to quickly cycle back, just so yes. we've got the plot summary coming yes, off. So, uh, Bill needs to get divorced uh, from Joe. But she still loves him. Uh, well, yeah, we find that out fairly early on, to be honest, in very unsubtle ways. Yeah. This film doesn't do subtlety. No. Doesn't have any. No, it doesn't. Um, no. He goes to visit her where she is in the field because she is in the field with Dorothy, yes. which is a tornado monitoring instrumentation package. Yes. Nice. And the whole point... <laughs> of Dorothy is that firstly it's complete bollocks from a scientific perspective. Yeah, it really is. Uh, but secondly, it has to be deployed directly into the core, into yeah. the funnel of a tornado. It's only the bravest of the... Which producers. gives them lots of excuses to then get far closer to a tornado than any self-respecting scientist would ever want to. Or has ever done, pretty much. Um, On purpose, certainly. And they go chasing off um, and the first tornado that they find... Um, Joe and Bill in the truck. Oh yeah, starts um, off the ground, and it's a near miss. It's a near miss. Well, yeah, it like dissipates once it's directly over them, but they're under a big wooden bridge, which so happens it, a lot. Yes, right? there's um, a lot of like, oh, thank God, it went just well. Oh, the we tornadoes were there. in this movie have the best timing, yeah, either absolutely. comedic or dramatic. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. they're they're amazingly well drilled. Yeah, that then leads rise to uh, Bill sticking around because it's destroyed Joe's truck, so she needs his truck. Yeah, well, he finds out that their rival has oh, got yes. dot. Yes. Which is essentially is a rip-off of Bill's design, because Bill designed yep. Dorothy. Uh, and he's ripped it there. This guy's ripped off. He's sold out to the man and got corporate funding. Because, you know, Tornado Chasers are the real corporate punk sponsors. <laughs> yeah. Tornado Chasers are the real punk rocks. Uh, punk rockers. And um, he's played by Carrie Elwes, who our listeners will remember. Elwes? Elwes? We're going to have to remember, learn how to say his name. We did a whole podcast it, yeah, about the man. The guy from Princess Bride. Yes, uh, but with like an amazing Southern American Southern accent. And I found that machine. He is basically a bit of a douchebag. Yeah, he's a huge douchebag. He's a good douchebag. And then his driver gets killed for just being associated with him. It's well out of order. Yeah, well, so does he. Yeah, but he gets a radio pylon through the face. Well, it's probably quicker than what happens to Carrie Elwes, yeah, if you think true. about it. That's very true. Um, so, long story short, they chase a shitload of tornadoes. They've got four Dorothys. Two of them don't work. Then they realise why. Oh, because it's too light. It's too light, and they need to put um, some cut-up Pepsi cans on it because Pepsi paid them a fortune to do that. They did. Um, Along the way, we meet Aunt Meg. Yes, they stop in to basically eat all of her meat. You see, you see my cows out front? No. Ah, ah. I actually really <laughs> like that scene. Um, they eat steak and eggs. She's a lovely lady, and we kind of learn about... Not, we, don't, well, we don't learn anything, actually. We learn the names of the other storm chasers on her team. There's Dusty, who's been with them since the very beginning. Well, we already knew that because he's introduced by Bill. By Bill at the very beginning. Uh, we Alan Ruck, who plays Rabbit. Then Navigator. The other the man, yeah, the, the Navigator played by a young guy from the 90s movies that you'll recognise. Preacher, played by that guy who was in this film. And two others, one of whom is a lady, the other which is a man. And... Do they even have names? 
I'm assuming they do. I mean, if I looked up on IMDb, but, but I don't think they ever get named. No, I feel like it would be cheating to look it up on online if the film yeah. doesn't explicitly tell me their name. And to be honest, they exist purely to provide decent ensemble moments and yeah. a little bit of background colour. Sure. And so that one guy can say, that's no moon, it's a space station, for no reason. Doesn't in any way... He's just very excited. Yeah, he just, yeah. It's, it's just like, ah, stop. Uh, I don't mean to speak ill of this film, because I do love it. Oh, no, no, it's fine. I do. I do. Um, so long story short, yes, they realise what they have to do is attach things to the probes, fat little thin, little windmill thin things, and that gets sucked up into the F5. But not before, no, just before... Bill and Joe have to run away from it uh, through a barn full of knives. And the best plot summary ever, by the way, this. And then um, they use some leather belts to tie themselves to a pipe. And then they get sucked up into and survive an F5 tornado, which is traveling at more than 300 miles an hour, they say. Yep. Point, full of debris. Yep, 100%. Uh, oh, and somewhere along the road, um, uh, Bill's relationship with his fiance breaks down because he realizes that he still loves Joe. Uh, nobody I think, really cares. I think she realizes that he really loves, still loves well, her. Well, she hears it over I can't the radio. With this. I wouldn't even know how. Uh, yes, yeah, so the southern belle of a fiance fucks off. Jamie nobody Gertz. cares. His name Jamie Gertz. Yeah, married yeah. a billionaire. She now she owns most of the Atlanta Hawks. Nice. Yeah. Which bits doesn't she own? The bits her husband owns, I think. Oh, right. <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah. And there you go. Oh, and Aunt Meg lives in town and gets destroyed, and they have to go and save her from the house. Yeah, but she does actually survive. She just has a broken wrist. Yeah. Because very few go. people die in this film. The bad guys die at the end. Well, the two bad guys die at the end. A cow certainly dies. Not necessarily. Got an interesting bit of trivia about the cow. It could land in the water. It could. It could. Yeah. It could. So the the body body count is pretty low. No one dies in the scene where it goes through the uh, drive-through cinema. Yeah, right. whistle into mic. That's into mic, Mike. That's a good idea. Uh, no one dies dies in that scene. Uh, well, her dad dies at the beginning. Oh yeah. No one dies on the Hail Hill scene, which is cool when he's trying to turn the machine on and there's all the hail and stuff. Yeah. Do you know how they did that? No. That's lucky, because otherwise, if you were like, yes, then we'd have to move on. Um, they got, uh, you know, those tree mulches? Oh, right, yeah, so yeah. like a chipping, yeah, a, chip, a wood chipper. A wood chipper, that's it, yeah. That's it. Why have a I tree written, mulcher. I've written mulcher down in my notes. A tree, a wood chipper, and then they they got an ice company to make, essentially, like, massive, big, long beams of ice, like girders of ice. And stuck it through the chipper. And just let it rain down on top of the actors. So when you see, also really, another really good noise to make into a mic... Uh, this is what happens when we don't have someone sitting in my earphones. Uh, I'm free to be myself. <laughs> um, yeah, so when you see him turning on the machine stuff and his like, hands are bleeding and stuff, it's because there's actually great big bits of ice raining down on him. Um, good times. So production. Well, I imagine there was quite a bit of it. Yeah, they made a film. It's I'm... a very involved process. Yeah, man, it was a film involving fake storms. It's true. But you, you won't know this, but a lot of them, that was done on a computer. Really? Yeah, ILM. I mean, they didn't just That's find a way of manufacturing a tornado? No, no. you would think. They I destroyed half a town, in for real. Well, we'll get to that. So anyway, budget, 92 million. It made half a billion. Which in wow. 1996 is an enormous amount of money. $500 million. Twister is the second biggest film of 1996, after oh. Independence Day. Oh. Independence Day, the uh, Independence Day, The Rock... And Twister came out in the same year. And Mission Impossible. That was a good year. A really good year for action films. Um, it's written by Michael Crichton. Cry- Crichton. 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 He, <laughs> definitely not the last one. Um, somebody brought a treatment to Steven Spielberg, and he was like, cool, I'll, I'll be the guy who organises this. Also known as the executive producer. Uh, he gave it to Michael Crichton to write a screenplay. Um, it wasn't very good, so they got Joss Whedon to come in and do some uncredited rewrites. And then he got bronchitis, so they got someone else in, Steve Zalin, I believe is how you say his name. He wrote The Terminal and Catch Me If You Can, and he's like a go-to puncher-upper of scripts for Spielberg. Cool. And then they got Jeff Nrathanavan in. They basically had to get a scriptwriter in to do rewrites on set. And he was there till like the last day of production. Because again, Jan Yan de Bont, or whatever his name is, is a bit of a prick from the sound of things. Um, yeah, DeBont left Godzilla to do it, as I said, um, which obviously ended up being Roland Emmerich, I want to say, but don't hold me to that because we're not doing a Godzilla one right now. Um, they had loads of accidents on set. Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt 
they had to light the inside of the truck to be much brighter than the sky because they weren't it wasn't overcast enough mm-hmm. and they had to do like three or four scenes a day which is just unheard of basically um but they had basically turned up the lamps so brightly that it burnt both their retinas and they had to spend two days in sunglasses and using eye drops to get their eyes to recover nice the scene where they're in the bridge when the first twister yep. where the yellow truck disappears um was a sewage runoff and they both had to have hepatitis and a number of other different shots afterwards and because of the Boeing 707 engine, as I say, shooting against them, they constantly, all the actors constantly just had like the mouth and eyes full of just shit and horrible bugs and leaves and stuff. Um, but uh, Helen Hunt like nearly knocked herself out by banging her head so many times. Uh, and then in the scene where they go to the F5 at the end and send the truck up into it with all the Dorothy and all the bits. Or oh, they have to jump out of the car. Yeah, so the, you know they open the door with the corn in the cornfield. Yeah, which always struck me as a, something that would be really hard to do. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So it was because the door swung shut and smacked her in the head and knocked her out cold. <laughs> so they then wedged the door open, which, I mean, I'm not Captain Practical, but I mean, it seems pretty obvious to me. Uh, and then Jan de Bont, who was in interviews and was like, oh man, yeah, Helen Hunt sure is clumsy. And she's like, <laughs> Uh, he bl- blinded me, and I'm clumsy. Um, so yeah, so no one liked anyone. Well, they liked each other, but they didn't like him, certainly. Um, because the it wasn't as overcast as they needed it to be for some of the time, even though they're in Oklahoma, which is like famously stormy country, there were 300 digital sky replacement shots, they call them. So 300 times in the film, they had to replace the background sky just to make it look darker. Okay. Which I would assume is just turning down the contrast knob, but I don't know. Probably wasn't um, that easy in those days. Yeah. I would have thought it was probably a bit harder, although I would have also thought that... I don't know, because I suppose you've got actors who are full frame, so they can't do, like, the split tint on the lens and... Yeah, yeah, I suppose All so. the usual tricks. Yeah. Wouldn't be a problem these days. They'd do the entire thing on a computer and yeah. nobody would ever have there'd to go a, anywhere. There'd be a laptop plugged into the camera and they'd do it there. Yeah. Um, they shot in the, the town of Wakita is a real place. Mm-hmm. It's got 340 odd I people. I figured that there. even Jandamont probably wasn't going to build a water tower. Sure. So. Uh, Although he could have just relabeled an existing water tower. Yes. Yeah. So um, they actually destroyed 30 buildings in the downtown area of Wakita. Did they? Which ask? was a town in yes, <laughs> which is a town in decline. So they destroyed. Well, pretty much so. Yeah, uh, the film company's company. The movies are coming to town. There's 300 people in the town. They knocked 30 buildings down, uh, but then they totally rebuilt the downtown area. So they they had the town. The town of Kita sounds like a good, good deal. They said, "Can we knock down the dilapidated part of your town and rebuild it really nice for you?" And all the fire trucks and ambulances and everything in that scene where Aunt Meg's house mm-hmm. has been destroyed, um, they they're at, they actually buy them from the manufacturer of the fire truck people, blah, blah, blah. They just gave them all to the town of Wakita. So the Wikita, town of Wakita got half a new town, a new fire truck, and two new ambulances. Nice. Yeah. Keep in mind, Jersey has three ambulances, and this is a town of 300 people with two. <laughs> um, you could see Philip Seymour Hoffman's dick at one point. What? Yeah, so in the original cinema, in the cinema one, when he's sitting in the lawn chair in the background, yeah. um, you can just see his dick hanging out the leg of his shorts. So they cut it out for the DVD and VHS uh, cuts of the film. Um, <laughs> it's like the guy whipping his dick around at the end of Teen Wolf. Um, yeah. Honestly, spoil all that fun. I know. I know, it's a nightmare. Just how high was Philip Seymour Hoffman during this entire thing? I don't know. I, did, I don't know. Oh, he apparently he took this film because he lived in LA and he hated it. And he knew if he did this film, they'd pay him enough that he could move back to New York. So that was that. That is why. Because that the question is always, wait, Philip Seymour Hoffman's in this? Why is Philip Seymour Hoffman in this? And that's why. Um, Bill Paxton says that this is like the diet Pepsi version or the Pepsi Light version of the film. He wants to do a film that would be more like Jaws, much darker, I guess. So the tagline of this film, talking of darker, was the dark side of nature. Do you know what the original tagline was going to be? Uh, life sucks. It sucks. It sucks, yeah. Yeah. They thought better of that. <laughs> Twister, it sucks. <laughs> it's so dumb. So, so dumb. Um, the, the, the cow, the famous sequence of the cow. Okay, so, uh, again, if you haven't seen it, please make sure you've watched the movie before you listen to this. But there is now probably a very famous sequence very that famous. most people will think of when you say Twister. Which is the cow. Uh, yeah. They're driving along and there is a cow who's just borne aloft on the mm. winds. 
of um, two twisters, in fact. Sisters. Uh, or possibly three at one point. It's, um, it's, yeah, that one's two. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, despite the fact that it completely leaves the car totally alone. It spins the car around, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, later but when it's like sideswiped, it actually oh, touches yeah, it, yeah, but yeah. it's windy enough to just pick up a cow and chuck it around. Oh, yeah, but the car's just driving along. Yeah. And the cow goes past, and Joe says, cow. And everybody who's like, all oh, the storm chasers are like, ah, oh, yeah, it's a cow, that happens all the time. And Dr. Watson Chops. Melissa. Melissa is like, oh my god, we got a cow. She's being then... on the phone to the people who don't know how to fuck or something. She's yeah. a reproductive therapist. And then the cow comes back into shot and gets another cow. And Bill, I think it's the same <laughs> one. The same one. My other favourite bit is the bit when they drive through the house. We're going in! It's so good. You see, I don't like that. Because the house is on its side and the staircase is the right way up. And then they go up the staircase and then they come out on the ground floor. Well, the car, the, so unless that's rolls. the house that MC Escher built. Maybe it is. You don't know. Do you know where it was from? Could he be from Wikita? Wikita? He could be. There you go. Maybe I mean, his name is MC there. Escher, so I'm assuming not a lot of Eschers out there. But anyway, um, that cow. Yeah. It was a zebra in Jumanji. Come again? So when they were doing Jumanji, there's a CGI bit where a tornado comes out of Jumanji and explodes jungles everywhere. Yeah. And one of the things that flies out in a big yeah. tornado is, is a zebra. The, yeah, I'm, I'm aware of the so scene. So it's the wireframe bit from the CG, and then they just animate a cow on top of the wireframe instead of... A zebra. So he's reused, and reused exactly it. the same. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Like you know the scene in Fight Club when he has a dream and he's in the cave, and you can see his breath and it's all fogged. Yeah. For the purposes of this story, you do. Okay. That breath is reused breath from Titanic, and it's Leonardo does Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci. Is it? And Leonardo DiCaprio's cold breath from Titanic. Is also in Fight Club. Is also in Fight Club, but coming out of Edward Norton's mouth. God damn yeah, it! Reusing CG is a very weird thing. <laughs> Very weird. I guess I suppose it's very expensive to do, although yeah. less and less so now. But it's, it's, an, it's an animation of breath coming out of a mouse or a mouth or a four-legged creature yeah. cycling around. They're like, well, it's easier to rather than redo the mechanics. Don't of that, reinvent just, the wheel and, and just animate over the top. Just swap out the zebra for a, a cow. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Because it's a zebra cameo from Jumanji. Bit freaky, but kind of cool. I thought you'd like that. Uh, I should have left that for the last because everything else I've got shit. No, no. That's um, what I'd love to hear. Um, ten minutes of you know mindless dross and tedium. <laughs> um, Garth Brooks turned down the role of Bill. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm not sure. Again, not sure if amazing or terrible. But I just think it's terrifying. I didn't even know he did acting. That alternate universe is looking better and better. By the way, yeah. the one where all of these films were made. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Tom Cruise was Iron Man. All that kind yeah. of stuff. I can't believe you turned that down. You must be kicking himself. Well, we've still got the Mission Impossible franchise to fall back on, so he's probably right. I thought we were still talking about Garth Brooks, to be honest. I was like, hang on, wait, Sorry, yeah. he did Mission no, Impossible? No, no, Tom, Tom Cruise was offered He Iron turned Man. down Mission Impossible as well? <laughs> this guy has the worst... The worst representation. Why do they keep coming to this country singer to be the, like, main lead in these action films? Um... Oh, and Wikita, by the way, is a Twister museum there now that's got one of the Dorothys in the Twister pinball machine. Nice. From the sound of things, that is it. Well, um, they did give him half a town. Yeah. Um, the sound of the tornado. What Which animal bit? was it? What the? Did um, I think it was an angry pig. No. What it was, was it? A camel. Oh, yeah. I think at one point, it's, I think it sounded like like a like a jaguar. It's meant to growl, yeah. right? They make the twister growl, so which is one of the things that makes you suddenly realize, oh, this is not a serious scientific treatment <laughs> of... No. Because the weather is growling at the, at the, at the it's, zeros. It's, it's like a grumbling camel that's been slowed, that had the yeah. pitch brought right down. Um, I think it's quite good, though. I think it's brilliant. I watched it on I a plane with turbulence the other day, and it was very effective. Um, there was a plagiarism trial. Oh, God, really? Over the script. And Steven Spielberg said... Did Michael Crichton write the script? Yes. So somebody said, oh, I wrote a script just like this about tornadoes and tried to sue them. And Steven Spielberg said in court, um, Twister was successful because of the special effects. It had nothing to do with the writing or the acting. <laughs> oh, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> also, it doesn't really have anything to do with plagiarism. <laughs> no, no, very odd, very odd. Um, when the film came out, they all went on Oprah and... Uh, 
all the cast is like, yeah, it was a really grueling shoot. These people were injured. We were getting hit with the Boeing 747 engine and it was really windy and it was difficult because we were getting leaves on us and stuff. And then she was like, okay, thanks for telling us about how difficult it was. Now, I want to introduce you to some real tornado survivors. And it's like loads of people come in with one leg and like horrific scarring. <laughs> and they're like, ah. Uh. And so she just accidentally completely humiliated all of them. It was really windy and it was really difficult. And they're like, my entire life was destroyed and I lost both legs. Please tell me that's on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. Uh, I just think that's so, so funny. So, so funny. Um, nominations. Uh, it, it was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Special Effects, was it not? Best Special Effects and Best Sound, and it yeah. won both. It also won two Razzies. Jamie Gertz won a Razzie for Best Supporting, Worst Supporting Actress, I should say. And She's the, kind of annoying. She is. And the Crichtons, the Crichton and Mrs. Crichton who wrote it, um, got the worst written film... Uh, that made over a hundred million dollars, and I'm pretty sure they're okay with that. <laughs> yeah, because they got paid like two and a half million dollars to write the script, so yep. they're like whatevs, uh, and they've got whatever get got back end on it and stuff. He was a producer on it, so yeah, they. And also, it's Michael Crichton. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. like he's short what? of a few bob, is it? Um, Mark Mancina did the old all the score. He did the music for Con Air and for Speed. Yep. So it's a weird combination of yeah. Incredibly jaunty, yeah. kind of almost Irish real jig style. It's do, do, like do, real nineties, like do, 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 like action blockbuster fare, kind of like driving through the sun, do, 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 yeah. do. and then every now and then it's like and then wind in the hair, like eighties guitar. Yeah, they drop in a massive amount of Van Halen for no yeah. apparent reason. Well, he wrote a song for this, which is played over the end credits, and yeah. that song is called "Respect the Wind." <laughs> Respect the wind. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's just no way around that not being a song about I've done a fart, it's gross, but you've got to respect how gross. Respect the wind. Uh, uh, but yeah, it is a real weird... Yeah, you've and got... there's loads of songs that appear on it. They're all, yeah, it's a fairly good, from an OST yeah, perspective, you've yeah. got Alison Krauss in there with Union Station, you've got yeah. Tori Amos, briefly, Yeah. despite the fact that they use a remix of a song that's actually called the Tornado Remix. Yep. I'm not sure if it was made for the film, or do they just like, oh, there's we no, need music that has Tornado in it. It can't be a... But, uh, Eric Clapton. Uh, you've got Eric Clapton there. You've Marvelous got Sun and Deep um, Purple. Yes, a, a whole stuff. bunch of stuff. Yeah, really, really good. Um, and the nice thing is that they have kind of occasional moments where the music is very important to the protagonists. Yeah. Except then it isn't. They never do that again. Yeah. So when they first kind of saddle up and ride off in search of the tornado, and they're all blasting the different tunes and they're listening to their own. Oh yeah, he sings Oklahoma. Oh, and Oklahoma. Preachers uh, listening to classical. Ride of the Valkyries. Isn't yeah, Ride of the Valkyries. Um, yeah. yeah, and then uh, they're they... all listening to Joe and Bill. Oh yeah, and then they never Bobby. do that again. They, you never hear them playing music again no. thereafter. But it's like a setup, isn't it? It's like it's the beginning of the adventure. Get on board tonally, yo. Yeah, right. <laughs> Don't be annoyed at the say, the basic way that all action blockbusters work. <laughs> well, I just think a bit of consistency wouldn't have killed them. So, like, when they're driving up Hale Hill, they should still be like, I'm on a highway. It would be amazing. Yeah, fair enough. That would be Especially then they turn it into a bit and they're like, Dusty, turn that shit down. We're trying to work. <laughs> they're trying to work. In and this. Dusty's just there with his cock out. You know, what? Yeah, and Joe's just going, I just want to see it. What does she want to see? Uh, the inside the, of the yeah, dead the, tornado? the eye of the tornado. The I don't eye know. of the storm. Maybe, she just keeps maybe saying she wants that. to see Dusty's penis again. Oh, <laughs> well, we can't, they cut it out. Cut it out. It still circulates, according to the internet, it still circulates amongst film executives. Like, that's when I, got, when I get a job at Paramount, that's the first thing I'm going to say. You know, got that Show me the twister copy. Yeah. Show me the twister scene. Show me the, the twister dick. <laughs> um, so weird. So, so weird. So it's a seminal 90s action movie, and it is. Yep. It's kind of up there. I mean, again, when you consider the... the well, the 90s, you've got Con Air, Face Off, uh, Con Air, Face Off, Independence Day, the first Mission Impossible, but then you've also got this type of movie, which is like um, Dante's Peak with Pierce Brosnan. That movie's amazing. When they have the lake and it's a few acids. That movie and the is old, terrible. No, the old lady gets out of the boat so she can save her grandchildren. She pushes them and she, she melts dies. her legs. She melts her legs. It's really nasty yeah. and completely unnecessary. It's great. And then uh, it's, that's the movie I learned about pyroclastic flows. Yeah, okay. Um, so the, yeah. Is that the one where they outdrive a pyroclastic flow? Yes. So They were driving a 4x4 four four at more than like 180 miles an hour. Yes. Mm -hmm. What's your problem? No problem. Fine. It definitely belongs to the same... Watch yourself, counsellor. <laughs> uh, and then also Volcano. 
with Tommy Lee Jones. Which is amazing. Which is amazing because it ends with everyone covered in ash and they say, where are your parents, honey? And she's like, I don't know. Everyone looks the same. And it cuts around to like black guys and a Chinese guy and a white guy, but no women. But they all look the same because ash. Because you know what I mean? We're all the same when a volcano is bearing down on you. Yeah. If I don't make it through this, tell my wife hello. Um, That has a nasty self-sacrifice moment as well when the guy has to jump out of the train. He's helping people off the underground and he's standing in the lava. Oh, he's helping yeah. go, and it's like, Ew. he's like, ah, yeah. ah. Oh man, we should, we should watch that. Have we had a Have you got V coming up? Uh, yes. V comes after T and E. Um, why not? T U V. Yes. Ha. Vindication. But we also have so, like Viva Vendetta and a whole bunch of really good movies. Yeah, that's true. We, we probably knock it off of the the light, the light, the light affair. Anyway, uh, Legacy. That's the next one that well, I've got written down in my outline. It had one. It had one. Which was, uh, like, loads of movies like that. Like, The Core and Deep Impact. And, like, d- weather, earth, disaster type movies. Um, because this made so much money that they were like, what else you got? Um, so, a really big wave. Uh, uh, an asteroid. I mean, uh, technically, day after tomorrow. Anything so, kind of yeah, weather yeah. disaster weather related. Weather stuff. It's all in the, you know. Uh, and Twister was such a massive... Um, Success in terms of product placement as well. So, like, all the trucks... Like, Bill's truck actually changes halfway through, by the way. From a long bed to a short bed. Does uh, it? Yeah. It's like one type of new Dodge to another type of new Dodge because they promised they'd get both Dodges in. No, it's a, it, they've both a, it's both a long bed, so a long, yeah. um, like, back. Like wheelbase. Uh, but, no, one's short and one's long. All right. But it changes halfway through because they promised they'd use both. And then they couldn't work out where to put the other identical truck. It's just a bit shorter. So just some of the shots at the end of the short truck. Um, obviously Pepsi. Because they make all the f- fans out of them and everything. Um, but yeah, so very, very big. Like a massive success in terms of product placement. So they try to emulate it with all these other movies. And I've no doubt that he saves somebody with a can of Fanta in Volcano or something. Or yeah, it's a famous scene. <laughs> he puts a Volcano out with a load of Sprite. With a Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> The helicopter with a well, massive bottle of Sprite, <laughs> and they all turn the giant plastic. Yeah, uh, I'm in danger of being played out to lift music then, wasn't I? Um, so yeah, so um, the week after it came out, a tornado uh, tore through a drive-through cinema that was about to play Twister. Wow! In, in Ontario. Yeah. In Ontario. Ontario. Canada. Yes. Okay, they have tornadoes in Canada. Yes, that's something. So, for for the for the listener who doesn't know, because why would you? You're not psychic. I bought a book by the science advisor <laughs> of Twister um, that was ostensibly about the making of the film and was actually just about tornado science. So quite interesting, but written in 1996, so probably a bit out of date and had nothing to do with the production of this film. But I do know a fair bit about tornadoes so that's helpful <laughs> so watch out for our new podcast we're drunk and twisters we're drunk and we suck things no way <laughs> <laughs> we drunk and we blow things no <laughs> uh so yeah so that was useful but yeah they do apparently ontario illinois places you wouldn't you wouldn't believe. provence I'd, uh, it's going on right now. Let's it's do it. it's a little breezy. It's good. Don't know if you can hear that. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is actually a camel. <laughs> it's my stomach. <laughs> so, um, also, on a more touching note. Oh. When Mr. Bill Paxton passed away. Which he R. did R. fairly recently. Last year. R. This year? Last year. I think it was last year. Last year. RIP to a great man. Uh, hundreds of storm chasers used their GPS markers to spell out BP across the states of Texas, Kansas, and Oklahoma. Aww. Yeah, because <coughs> pretty unsurprisingly, like The Godfather and all these movies where it's about little subsets of people, that subset of people, you know, storm chasers love this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they loved him. Oh. There you go. Let Shell Oil love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so recommendations. Well, hang on, because there is a very specific. Oh yes, of course. A very specific Sorry, yes. um, legacy, yes. which is they yes. made another another tornado movie. A spiritual successor, if you will, in that they both child. got tornadoes. It's literally what if Twister was made in 2016? Uh, yeah. Well, it'll be handheld. The CGI would be mental, and mm. it'll be 40 million times more ridiculous. And that film is called Into the Storm. <laughs> yeah, which is a found footage, oh, cross-cutting really. montage of basically 
exactly what happens in Twister. What, cam- what cameras are they cutting to at the yeah, end, Don't, Rob? don't. <laughs> There's so many bits, and if you just think for a second, wait, what? Why is everyone carrying a camcorder with a tripod on it? I mean, at least it's not all shaky cam, I'll give it that. No. It's not just like... But... You can't see me do a mime, I don't know why I'm doing... Well, you can. What anyway. it does introduce... Yes. Very importantly, is there is one scene in Into the Storm <laughs> where there's a whole bunch of tornadoes. <coughs> yeah, because um, like that's a thing that happens. There's got to be more than in Twister, so I think there's five. Yeah, there's five, um, and one of them causes a massive explosion in a fuel truck, and then the tornado, <laughs> which has been running along the street quite happily, stops yeah. perfectly over this flaming pool of fuel, yeah. sucks it up into the funnel, and becomes a fire twister. It's amazing. And which then sucks a dude into it. Yeah, in probably one of the most gruesome... <laughs> it's really messed up. Yeah. It's really, it's one of the most horrible deaths I've ever seen. And, like, he's alive and screaming for eight seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, way... Lo- it's not just like he gets sucked in and disappears. You see him getting whipped around and burnt, screaming. And like, this is a change of pace for this film all of a sudden. But, having watched that as part of our preparation for this, because why wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> it did lead rise to um, a fairly interesting... Uh, kind of thought game, if you yes. will. Yes. Which is, what kind of twister would you rather be sucked up into? So, what were the choices we came up with? Well, we had a normal twister. A normal twister. A fire twister. Sure. A water spout. A water twister, a water spout, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a shit twister. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a twister that's just gone over a septic tank. Yeah. <laughs> a twister that's just gone over a sperm bank. <laughs> I was wondering if we were going to bring that one up. Well, I can't not do the cum twister. <laughs> the cum twister, yeah. I, I don't or know. A twister that's chucking over a cutlery factory. Yeah. Twister, Knife twister. Twister in a desert, like a sand twister, so you're being like sanded <gasps> oh, down. Oh, God. I still think fire twisters are worst. Yeah. I mean, some of them are gross. But I mean, you're going to die in all of them. Yeah. Yeah, a beer twister, that'd be good. Oh, yeah. Goes over a brewery. What a way to go. Oh, no. And then you'd be like, oh, look at that guy drinking that twister. Have a drink, but it'd be the other way around. Yeah. And I wouldn't even touch the ground. It's a twister. Reference. Which would be weird if it weren't for the fact that this entire episode is about twister. Oh, yeah, sure. So, recommendations. Oh, God. What would you... Well, I mean, into the into the storm. Not as a, an initial recommendation. If you like tornadoes, watch it. I think if you like twister, watch it. Then go it. back and watch twister again. Yeah. Probably watch it and then watch twister, because that's what we did, and I think... Twister was like, this is them. This is a breath of fast-moving fresh air. <laughs> hey Oh, God. Oh, um, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, why not? <laughs> My recommendations largely are movies that feature tornadoes. Wizard of Oz. Return to Oz. There's no tornado That one with James Franco, isn't it? No. I've never seen it. She gets swept away in a river. Uh, right. Okay, sure. Why not? It makes as much sense as a tornado. Um... And like movies we mentioned before, Dante's Peak. Yep. Uh, Day After Tomorrow. Volcano, Day After Tomorrow. Uh, the Core. Just because it's a 90s action movie where they have to tunnel to the centre of the earth to light it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what was the one where they fly a plane through a giant earthquake? 2001. Is it, no, it's not 2001. It's 20-something. 2010? 2010, 2017... No, it's 2010, right? It's about the Aztec, what's it, Mayan, the Mayan thingy calendar coming in and the whole oh, world ending. Right, got, yeah. yeah. He drives a car through a skyscraper as it collapses yeah. and jumps out the other side onto yeah. a collapsing highway. Yeah. That is honestly one of the best films I've ever seen. It's, it's amazing. so insane. <laughs> it's so insane. Um, and then also, in a more serious note, there's actually a documentary called Tornado Alley by Sean Casey, who was a real-life storm chaser, mm-hmm. and it's narrated by Bill Paxton. Oh, right. Yes, it, Bill, Storm Casey is, I don't know if you ever watched it, which I suppose this is another recommendation, the TV series Storm Chasers on Discovery, which I always used to watch, they've built, so in uh, Into the Storm, there is that amazing storm car that can like lower itself down and mm-hmm. put spikes into the ground and the tornado can go over the top of it. That they're real things. People have built them, particularly the Sean Casey guy, um, and that's what they do. They drive up to tornadoes and peg themselves into the ground and let the tornado go over the top and film it. It's cool. It's, <laughs> that's it's like, one word for it's it. It's a real life twister, basically. Uh, it used to be on Discovery Channel. I don't think it is anymore. But that documentary came out in two thousand and eleven and is available wherever you get your tornado documentaries. documentaries Docunados. God. Yeah. This is going to be the lost episode, is it? This is not going to ever going to wear. 
we were doing so well up until yeah. Come Twister and Dokinados. Um And as you know, the tagline of this film is the dark side of nature. It is. And it's about not just battling the dark sides of the universe, but also about battling the dark side of ourselves. And so a film that you should watch is Event Horizon. Also, I'm pretty sure there's like a tornado in that. Yeah. Does a tornado come out of the Event Horizon? Let's say yes. Yes, why not? Yeah. So what did you think of it? <laughs> Event Horizon? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever mentioned it before. I know. Um, I, like I say, hadn't seen it in about ten years, probably. I might have seen bits and pieces on TV, but never watched it all the way through. Um... And I loved it. It's really good. It's just my, it's really my cup of tea in terms of like a lovely Sunday afternoon little action movie. Um, it's just the right side of. Um, is that a real scientific thing? And I'm like, no, of course it isn't. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Um, I like Philip Seymour Hoffman's bizarre performance in it. I think he's brilliant. Um, extreme. Um, I do. I like all the badly introduced little characters. The only thing I do wish they would do is. I wish it wasn't just Jonas being the bad guy who had worked with them in the lab. I wish that had been developed a bit more. I wish we could have met their team and, like, though literally there was an evil counterpart for all of the characters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they had... evil Dusty. They had a mayor. They had a map guy. They had the, you know... Because, like, Jonas is the evil Dusty, right? So there should have been an evil Joe. And well, no, Jonas evil... is the evil Bill. Yeah, I suppose. You yeah. keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, and yeah, so I, I wish they developed that a bit more. Because Jake Boosie and Anthony Michael Hall are two of the people on their team, on his team, and they never you never see him. No, they He's, do they not stood get in the utilised at one at point. All. It's Jake Boosie. Don't waste, you don't waste a Boosie. Never waste a Boosie. Um, so I'm going to give it three and a half twisters. Tornadoes. Three and, a half, three and a half flying cows. Three and a half on the Fujitsu scale. Three and a half. Yeah, it's an F3 for me. 0.5. 3.5. Shit, yes. That's fine. Um, I feel like we should have worked that out prior to recording, but it's uh, fine. No, I would have thought it was self-evident, <laughs> to be honest. They literally have a, a movie is about a scale that goes from one to five. We rank the movies. Um, I mean, for me, this is, as you say, I absolutely I love this film. I love the... Why do you love it so much? Because it... Did you watch it when you were a kid? Or? No idea. Honestly, it's... It fits a perfect combination of action, adventure, danger, but not too much danger. The Go CGI and the special effects, with the exception of some dodgy pneumatics, um, yeah. are actually really good. The characters, the two lead characters, have great chemistry. Yeah, they really do. And it really works. It's funny, yeah. but it's not a comedy. Yeah, it's, it's that perfect level of comedy that you want from your... Action and it has movie. that, you know, the twisters have a little theme, that kind of ominous strings. Yeah. But, that, but I don't think that tonally is oh. like that's so serious and ominous and, yeah. and brilliant. And then it's back to like. And similar to hackers, to be honest, you know the science is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And you know that it's completely made up so that they can do a whole bunch of dramatic stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because it's adorable and yeah. lovable and it works. And you're like, well, in, within the universe of the movie, sending a thousand tiny little sensors up inside a tornado to measure stuff, which they never really go into, um, makes enough sense so you can go, you're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I would give it a solid four. Cool. It's, a, a it's force, an F4. An F4, a force four. Um, Maybe increasing and gusting to uh, 4.5. <laughs> really? Depending on local conditions and how long it's been since I've seen it and how much I've had to drink. With hailstorms the size of yeah. golf balls. But we aren't... the People don't give a shit about what we think about the film, let's be honest. People listen to this for one thing and one thing only. I think Something least, that they could look up themselves on the internet. At least ten people do. Because they're the ones that download it. But no, you're right. Yeah, People okay, listen yeah. to this <laughs> for a curated list of yeah. the arse end of the internet. It's Amazon One Star Reviews. Our first one star review. Did somebody spend money on this? These, these are for all, all from Amazon customers. So they're all bloody cowards. October, th October 3rd, 2016. Did somebody spend money to make this? Yeah. Spent $90 million. Prick. You can look that up on the internet. Built half a town. It's probably written in the product description of the 
DVD, you bought your plum. Uh, almost as good as the Sharknado films. Oh, Notice, shit. No, I didn't put them in recommendation for a reason. Well, they're terrible. Yeah, and not like, oh, it's really funny because they make them bad on purpose. No, they're just bad. I'm sorry, viewers, if you like the Sharknado movies, but you got no class. Andrew G from September 2016, he it's says... Ali's brother. Ali's brother, yeah. He said, sucked my ass. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Thought like, I mean, that could arguably be a five-star review, but anyway. anyway. <laughs> Whatever Depends does it for you, Andrew. For it. Um, Leslie McPherson from Desley... I don't even know, know if we should be actually be calling these people out, but they're not listening. Gives a shit. They put this shit on the internet. Yeah, they put their own name on it. What are they expecting? Two jackasses to start taking a piss out of them. Ladies and McPherson, you dumb son of a bitch. Uh, December 8th, 2015. Amazon service was great. But I hate this movie. So bad, I turned it off after about 40 minutes. Horrible acting, weak storyline. You can't judge a storyline if you don't watch the whole film. That's what I'll say, Ladies and McPherson. You can't be like, the story was shit. You, how do you know? You didn't see the story. You saw didn't 40 it. minutes of the story. Yeah. It's a two-hour film. Leslie McPherson, November the 1st, 2015, five stars. My go-to movie, Adventures in Babysitting. So shut up, Leslie McPherson. Um, I dare you to start your own podcast and try and get back at us. Yeah. But no, looking to the shit that she, she likes, she's a very devout Christian lady from America. Um, James Regal, September the 23rd, 2016, one star. Too many cows. There's two cows. <laughs> well, there's one cow. Technically, there's one cow. <laughs> one cow that goes wrong. Well, technically, there's a zebra dressed up as a cow. Uh, maybe if you knew that. Too many zebras. Too many zebras. Amazon customer one star, September 13th, 2016. They're all from the same month and year. Hmm. It's somebody out with a vendetta against Twister. I think it's uh, Russian uh, yeah. Amazon hacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, what was it called? Fuzzy Bear? What were they called? The Graceful Bear Squad. Or... Yeah. Uh, we were literally talking about about an hour ago. We really should remember. His, this review is just lots of bad words didn't like it. Which I don't know is like, is it too much swearing? And I think they just say shit. Uh, or is it that, the, that they think the writing is bad and they don't get the irony of conveying that badly through writing a review? Lots of bad words. Like the words themselves were badly chosen. I don't know. It's confusing, Amazon customer. It's bad. Those words were bad. Bitch. This what one, I've got, I've got, I've got two, two more. One from Tracy S. Tomlinson. Smooth, pretty faces in their thirties. This just seems like it's like a um, really bitter old woman. That's really weird. An embarrassment, I suppose. Hollywood BS with lots of, for the most part, smooth, pretty faces in their thirties. Uh, silly formula relationship issues with predictable dialogue and encounters as the subplot, all juxtaposed. Talking of bad words. <laughs> I think they're good words, but did she miss the whole Aunt Meg crone yeah, style set like, up? I don't know. Um, I just think it's silly formula relationship issues. It's fucking Twister. What do you expect? You want watch Kramer versus Kramer if you want like nuanced Anyway. Uh, she goes on. It's all juxtaposed into the real story in in, she doesn't care for the science of this of content drama that relies on not so believable high tech production and real loud sounds when well lordy my a tornado passes it doesn't even really make sense but we know that this lady is done I fear that she might have been damaged in a twister a waste of Helen Hunt and Bill Pax's talent though a nice check for them no doubt which is probably true yeah yeah well the it. second half please have it I didn't think it was a waste of Helen Hunt What's she no. done recently? She, she, she has won Academy Awards for stuff. What's she done recently? What's she done for me recently? Yeah. She's in a TV show now, I think. I can't remember now. New one. It's called... I would say, what's Bill Paxton? It's called Hunting with Helen. Really... It's called Hunting with Helen, and she just hunts bears with just with a knife. <laughs> Man, I'd watch that. So anyway, um, this one is by DC Ampersand Amp Semicolon Capital C Space 50 Colon 24 on December the 15th, 2016. Right. This is not the same Twister you grew up with. Buyer beware. Goddamn internet. Movie should have had a scene where they played the game Twister. We'll give it five stars if Helen Hunt was playing Naked Twister with one of the flying cows. Woo hoo moo. Uh, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that would have improved the movie. Part of me feels like that's a bot or something. It's just weird. We'll no, I, I think that that's somebody who genuinely 
is angry that there is no Twister playing in a movie review, called Twister. It's only the review that D ampersand amp semicolon C space 50 colon 24 is left on Amazon. So they clearly felt strong enough about it to make up some weird-ass username, which I'm showing you for some reason. Um, so yeah, so that's the one-star reviews. Yeah. There weren't actually that many, to be honest. There's like 3,000 reviews and like... You know, when it only goes as low as 1%, there's 1% one stars, and it's mostly Blu-ray was shit. Oh, and you know, talking of Blu-rays, Twister was the first movie to come out on DVD. It was. And it was the last movie to come out on HD DVD. Who cares? Me, because if I'd known I've got an HD DVD player, I could have bought it for like 40p. Yeah. I forgot that you backed <laughs> that particular horse. Porn backed it. It was going to win. Oh, I bought so many of those. Anyway, that's been Twister. Next month? Uh, we'll, we'll be doing something that begins I'm with just you. just desperately trying to think of something, the way that I could get that song in about spin me right round, baby, right round, but forget it. Um, we're doing you. I'm doing you. What are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm doing as little as possible. Fair enough. This has been the movie segment of We're Drunk and We Know Things as we took a spin through Twister. Oh, uh, we just breezing, breezing over it. Just, is just, just like shooting the wind, going, yeah. going around in the fast, and then uh, we were like, <laughs> recorded in um, thirty-eight degree heat. <laughs> yes, no, it's definitely hotter than that now. In the deep south of France, sweating beer out faster than we can drink the bleeding stuff. <laughs> um, fueled by Cronenberg because it's got to be cold. It's got to be cold. Um, it was produced uh, in absentia by Marlo Pemberton III, and we'll be back next month when we both do you. Well, I, I kept my sights on you, and I, I gotta have my winner, baby. All I know is that you to me look like you're having lots of fun. Open up your loving arms and watch ya. I can't not do the cum twister. <laughs> the cum twister. Yeah. <laughs>